Welcome to the Ask Kadian Show with your host, Kadian Grant. This radio show airs bi-weekly on Sundays on BBS Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Kadian is a life transformation coach and the author of the upcoming book, Climbing Your Happiness Ladder. If you would like to experience extraordinary shifts in your life, tune into this life-altering show to experience Kadian's unusual coaching skills. She will guide you to greater levels of happiness, fulfillment, and connection. And now, let's ask Katie. Hello, everyone. It's Katie and Grant, of course, um, your live transformation coach. And I am here as always, every single day of the year, every single minute of the day to remind you of your greatness. I think that's a topic that's scary to people. It's a topic that people are not really aware of that they are great and they have greatness within them because what has been defined for us as greatness are the are for a very few people, which is not true for everyone. It's not for the very rich or the very famous. Actually, greatness does not have that definition. It doesn't have a it doesn't money doesn't define greatness and and notoriety doesn't define greatness. It can surely bring you those things, but that's not part of his definition. Greatness is to be all that you came here to be in this on this planet to find out who you really are connect to that and live the happiest most joyous life you can live and in return you are helping others do the same and so i would like to help you to move towards that to find to find that in your life cuz so many people are so lost um, these days, and we keep getting more and more lost, and we're moving more and more and more away from happiness and from purpose and into desperation and just settling for things just to get by every day. You know, every day we are struggling, we're not feeling productive, we're not feeling successful in our lives, and we're not doing the things that make us happy. So, Tonight's topic will help you understand, and all of the topic that I discuss is is to bring you closer to that and take you off that path that's not really working for you onto the path that you designed before you were born. So let's begin on working on those changes and those shifts for you so you can begin make um, having that wonderful life you came here to, to have. So every choice and every step that we make, whether large or tiny, is helping you and me in that direction. So let's work on that together. Remember, this is an interactive show. So call in and chat with me at any time tonight. And the number in the United States and Canada is 888 627 6008. That's 888-627-6008. And anywhere else around the world directly, call in at 
323-744-4831. That's 323-744-4831. Give me a call so we can chat. It doesn't have to be about the topic tonight. It could just be about anything that's on your mind, whether it's a, a question or a comment or just a simple discussion on anything that you want. So tonight's topic, um, I announced it last week because I wanted you to think about it a little bit. And it may seem really easy at first. You could come up, you could really answer it Im immediately. But then I wanted you to think more deeply around it. And the topic is, what would you do with $10 million? And I know that seems easy and you could blurt out a whole lot of things. And, and but I really wanted to go really deep with that tonight. And it's about expanding awareness about purpose money and happiness because money can do those things for you and for you to understand a deeper level of purpose. So given $10 million, what would you do? Think about that for a second. What came to mind first? Did you think about yourself? Or others? You think about your safety and security first? Or others? You think about your happiness first? Or others? How would you have answered that question now versus 10, 20, 30 years ago? Would your answer be the same? Would it be different? Given 20, I mean, $10 million, what would you do? When I think about that, and I'm, if I thought about, if you have asked me this question 30 years ago, in, um, 25 years ago in my early 20s, of course, my answer would be totally different than it is today. I've lived a little, so I... And I've, and I've been working on myself for a while. So I, I'm at a point in my life where I am very, very connected to myself. I am very connected to my happiness and I am dedicated to my happiness and to my journey in life. So the answer would be totally different. Most people, I think, will think about themselves and that's okay. That, that that's fine. And I think a lot of people will think of material things first, and that's okay. A lot of people will think of being secure, you know. Money is necessary on this planet. We can't do anything without money. We have to buy. We're not in the bartering system anymore. We have to buy things. So Money is important. When so, If somebody says money isn't important, I question that because money is important for you to live. You can't eat without money. You can't drink without money. The basic things in life you can't do without money. Healthcare, you know, have a roof over your head and safe retirement so you're okay We're in your old age. Money is important. So, yes, I would have answered that question totally different, different. And let me tell you why. 
And I've grown a, bit, a little bit, you know, since then. And hopefully if you're in, you know, you're around the same age as me in your late 40s, you you have too. And um, I remember in the 80s, they had a show that was on, on TV called The Lifestyle of the Rich and Famous with Robin Leach. And that show, you know, showed us the lifestyle of the lifestyle of extremely rich people million million dollar houses and cars and some own islands and private jets and 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 so on and so forth and you look at that show and you want that you want that because you that's what you think happiness is this is what the world does to us it's always showing us what happiness should mean to us. So when that show was out, you know, I remember watching it and with my family, you know, like, wow, one day I want to have that kind of house and that many cars and I want to travel the world. And it was all about self, you know, it was all about self. And then later on, they had another show in the early 2000 called MTV Cribs on MTV. And now you're seeing more people that was more like you, that grew up like you, maybe didn't have money and they came into money and they were young people too. A lot of them, most of them on the show was rappers and singers and and actors and actresses. And what they spent money on was crazy. You know, some of them had three, four, five homes and some of them had like 12, 16, 20 cars. It, it, it was getting out of control. They were throwing money around like it was nothing, you know, like they had just, they had this endless supply. And what that does is feed the egoic part of us, you know, it feeds that selfishness and uh, part of us and what it, it covers up what we are truly desiring it covers up who we are really it covers up our purpose our compassion and it just feeds selfishness and privileges instead we then forget who we are we forget why we're here we forget that we are here to take care of this planet and its inhabitants. And we forget that we are here to make this world a better place. So we surround ourselves with things, making ourselves happy. And yes, some of them give to charity and I'm going to talk about that. And they'll give money to charity and they don't get involved with charity. They just give money to charity. And some of them will go back in their neighborhood and they would build build up the community. And, and a lot of them really don't. They just go and they give things in the neighborhood, not teaching the younger ones that's coming up, that's idolizing them, how to connect to their purpose, how to achieve success, you know? So it's just feeding your ego. The wealthy is showing you what happiness is. And that's not what you want because that's not happiness because you have all those things. 
And we see it through, I always say I'm happy about, I am really glad for the rich and famous people because they have chosen in this life to play out their life for us to see. We see their mistakes. We see their not so good choices and decisions that they make. And we have seen a lot of them fall from grace, no matter how much money they have. We've seen a lot of them go bankrupt. You know, they had millions and millions of dollars today and tomorrow they are broke. You know, so people that are playing out their lives in front of us, I wish people wouldn't criticize them because they are part of our learning. They're teaching us, you know, and they chose to do that. How brave of them to do that. Most of us want to play out our lives like that for the public eye to see. But what they're showing you is a false sense of happiness, material things as we know. And then we lose sight of purpose and who we really are. So to expand your awareness here in the area of of money, I have a, a, a couple of questions that I want you to think about. Who do you know personally you would help? If you came into $10 million or more, because it could be more money, who would, who do you know personally you would help? What charities would you support? Any local businesses you would help? What would you do in your community, in your country? Because sometimes we just think of the U.S. and this show is worldwide and there are small countries, so much smaller than ours. What would you do for your country? Will you build awareness? Is that part of your plan, building awareness? And how would you build awareness and awareness about what? You know, how would you like to increase it, that awareness? What about animals? Do you think about animals? So those are the things I want you to think about for a minute when it comes to giving, giving. Because we're here to do that. We're not here to hoard anything. Our purpose is about three things, and it's about passion, purpose and contribution. The last part is contribution. And that is contributing contributing to the world to help it make be a better place, to help it grow, to help it evolve. Well, how would you do that? I want you to come back to a place of compassion for others. Think about how would you heal the world? What, what, what can you work on? Because we can't do everything. One person can't do everything. Do you want to work on hunger? Do you want to work on making sure people get water? Do you, what, what is it? Do you want to work on animals and animal rights and taking care of animals and homeless animals? Do you want to work on the homeless people? 
What, what fills your heart when you think about wanting to help and heal this planet? Remember, the call-in number is in the U.S. and Canada is 888-627-6008. And outside of the U.S., and Canada, directly, it's 323-744-4831. Call in and tell me what are your views on this. Did I miss something? Um, that is there something I didn't mention that you would like to do with the $10 million? I made a, a list of things that I would do. Um, and... When I look at it, like $10 million to me is a lot of money. I don't understand when somebody has a billion dollars and they want more. Like how much, what can you spend that on? Like how many houses and cars and planes can you own? You know, it's, that's more than enough for a lifetime, probably several lifetimes, you know. And one of the area I noticed that I focused on was helping people and animals, whether it's people I know personally, whether they're um, charities that I want to help, you know, what speaks to my heart. Some of it, yes. Actually, the first thing I thought about was my children. I didn't even think about myself. The first thing I thought about was my children. I have three children. So the first thing I would do was set up a trust fund for them. That's the first thing I put down. And then the second thing I put down was a long-term savings for myself so I could get that out the way. And then I started to list the things that speak to my heart, the things and the people. So when I come back, I am going to um, talk about that, the list of things, because I want to shift your way, your, your thinking of how you help people. And so we can really help people in this world. People are not really getting helped when we send money to charities and so on and so forth. And I will, I will explain that when I get back. So remember the number to call in once again is 888-627- 6008 that's in the United States and Canada and anywhere else around the world directly at 323-744-4831. Give me a call. Think about the, those questions that I, I, I gave you and I'll be right back. Hello, this is Cadian Grant of Ask Cadian, and every fourth Thursday of each month, I will be facilitating a life transformation group coaching online class. This class will begin on January 28th. If personal one-on-one -on -one coaching isn't for you right now, and you would like assistance with change in your life, then I highly recommend getting started with this class. Each month, we will work on a particular theme, 
I will answer questions, coach, and be there for your personal development. For more information, please visit my website at www.kadiangrand.com and click on Group Coaching to begin your transformation. I am here to remind you of your greatness in every way. This is Ava Foster, a member of Dallas Toastmasters Club. Are you or have you been at a point in your life afraid or nervous to speak in public? Does your job require you to do presentations? Would you like to develop your leadership skills for a promotion or a new job? I, Ava Foster, a member of Dialogue Toastmasters, have experienced all the above. And if any of these questions appeal to you, then joining Toastmasters Club can help. Again, my name is Ava Foster and a member of Dialogue Toastmasters Club in Somerset. I joined Dialogue Toastmasters Club back in 2014 after being there in the club for less than a year. I made amazing progress in my speaking and leadership skills. And in 2015, I became the second president of the club, which I consider an amazing accomplishment. I'm still learning and I'm still improving. Because of my positive experience, I continue to be a member I want to share some of my reasons why I feel anyone should join a Toastmasters club. You become a better speaker. You become a better listener. You develop stronger leadership skills. You expand your network. Toastmasters help you think on your feet. If all this sounds intriguing, I invite you to join a very exciting club, Dialogue Party Toastmasters Club. The club is located in Somerset, and dialogue meetings are held at SGS Middle School on Amwell Road in Somerset. Meetings are held every second and fourth Tuesday of the month and run from 7.30 for one hour. Dialogue Toastmasters is an exciting club. You come in and you don't want to leave. You listen to table topics. You listen to humorous contacts. And it is amazing. It's fun, and I invite you to come to Toastmasters this Tuesday, September 27th, at 7.30, SGS Middle School, and join myself and other interesting Toastmasters for an exciting meeting. 
and this is every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. Become a Toastmaster like me. I am Ava Foster, and I invite you to join Dialogue Toastmasters Club. Thank you for listening. Okay, welcome back. This is Kadian, and welcome to part two of the show. Once again, our topic is, what would you do with $10 million? Expanding awareness about purpose, money, and happiness. This month, I want to talk about a special that I'm having. I have a special coaching price from September 12th, which, and it ends on September 30th. And it's $100 off a regular one-on-one session. And please email me to set up an appointment and for a special link for the special pricing. My email address is kadian, K-A-D-I-A-N-R-G at gmail.com. And for existing clients, this is an additional session outside of your monthly session. So you too can take part in the the special coaching pricing for this month. So let's get back to the questions I left you with in the first half. Who would you personally help? What charities would you support? Any local businesses? Do you want to help build awareness? What will you do for your community? And I told you that first thing I thought about was my children, and then a long-term savings for myself. And then I thought about people in my life that I would like to help, I will, that I know are, ha- are having a, a bit of a time now financially. So they were next on my list. You know, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten people, actually, that I wanted to um, help in some way, whether it's with college or with housing, you know, or their passion or something. Because these are people that I love. And when... You have that kind of money. We want to spread that happiness, you know. So I came up with those with a few people that I wanted to help. And then the next thing I thought about were charities. What charity would I like to help? And that is that is I want you to think about that because that is big. I know when we think of charities, people like to give money to a corporation, you know, and an, or an, a big organization. But I think that's a mistake when we do that. And the reason I think that's a mistake is because we, a lot of that money that we give, too much of it, a large majority of it goes to overhead. And a very, and very little of it actually gets to the people that needs to help. And I would love for us to move away from thinking that a corporation is looking out for our 
best interest when it comes to money and people's best interest. Because the truth of the matter is that is not so. Because if that was so, we still would not have so much homeless people and hungry people and poor people on this planet. We give a lot. We give a lot. We give a lot of aid. And the increase of people that are displaced or needs that 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 needs to be met just it's just not even dwindling. It's just it just keeps increasing. It just keeps getting worse. Why is it we can't even in the United States of America, where there's so much opportunities, there are so much hungry children, almost as much as in a third world country. I heard, I saw a statistic once, you know, why is that? Why is it we have so much more homeless people than a lot of other countries? You know, so I wouldn't give to, to, to large charities. I stopped giving to large charities a long time ago when I realized that the money was going to, um, to the people that run the corporation. I don't give to a cancer society. I don't give to a aid society. I, I just don't, I, the money, just think about it. We have been, if you were to add up all the money we have given to cancer and we can't find anything better than chemo and radiation, something is not w- right here, you know? And it's, it's, it's just billions and billions and billions of dollars over over decades, and we're not a step closer to anything. So what how I look at it is I think we should get back to individual given. And that that changes not just the, the individual's life, but our life as well. Individual given helps you become part of the healing process. You are there, you're understanding, you're listening. You know, you know it for sure because you're involved in the situation. You're part of their story. It builds connection with others and animals and the planet and the plants here. It helps us with understanding and compassion and empathy so we can see beyond race and 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 culture and and rich versus poor you know we see beyond that we just see each other as human being and a human being is in need and we want to help when we just give money like when there's a natural disaster and we just give money and we don't know what's going on you're not involved in the process you just giving your money to a company or corporation, hoping that these people, the people that needed help gets help. There's no connection with others when we do that. There's no connection to their stories. It leaves us out of the process. Therefore, we're not given from the heart. We're not given from love. We're given from pity. You know, we're given 
because we, you know, we feel guilty or something. It's not from the heart. When we're involved with the process, it's a different story. It's a different feeling. And when we just give others, we're being lazy. If we give others to take care of it, you know, we're being lazy. We, we don't want to be involved. And it just fills our ego and our selfishness even more. So what do you do in place of that? You know, um, somebody asked me, well, if you want to give to the cancer um, research place or whatever, what would you do instead? And I thought about that. And what I thought about is the people that are suffering, the families that's in this predicament usually have so much medical bills and so much other stuff going on financially that it's hard to even focus on the healing when you have all this strain on you. I would rather seek our families and pay off their medical bills and pay off whatever debt they are have incurred because of the illness. You know, how about making sure they if they have kids, their kids get to eat or if their kids are in college that they get to, you know, to, to, to go to college or finish up, take away some burden off of them. I would also, if, if the family wants alternative healing, which I believe in, is much better than chemo in a lot of cases, you know, get involved and see if that would help. And that's so expensive um, to do. We can help them in that way. You know, get involved individually. Another way that you can help people is, I love to hear people talk about their passion and their purpose. And you know when somebody is passionate about something, right? They are, you don't have to, remind them to do things. You don't have to push them. It's not an interest, you know, it's not something to bring them money. You know, it's not something so they could live a certain lifestyle. They don't even care about all of that. It's not even about their skills. They're passionate about it. And I would love to help people that have a passion for something that can't get their business off the ground. Why not help them? And part of their passion, usually when people are passionate about something, their passion involves others. They can explain to you how it's helping others, how it's helping the planet. That's a good way. It's not just filling their pockets. There's a lot of people that will like to go to the next level of their passion and can't because of monetary constraints. I will love, and that's just me, I will love to help people that are passionate about things. You know, I was watching um, this video of a little girl and she's from a, a, a very um, impoverished neighborhood and she has a natural skill to do jumps and stuff like that as a gymnast. She's never been to a, a, a school. And her dream is to, you know, to be like the next Simone Biles or Gabby Douglas, you know. And it's not about Olympic, winning an Olympic 
award or competition. She just wants to do this naturally. And those are her idols. But her family can't afford to put her into a school where she's mentored properly. She has the natural skill, but they just can't afford it. I will look for someone like that to help, you know, a child like that for them to live their passion, you know, get them mentored in that natural skill that they possess. You know, and and it will make it'll make them happy and the whole family happy because I know as a parent when you can't give your child something, you are unhappy. If we have the money, why not help this kid live her dreams? The goal is not about winning an Olympic um, medal. It's not about her um, getting money or financial to be financially okay all next, you know, later on. And that will come. We just want to help her feed, just feed that passion for her, you know. I will love to give small organizations. Today, I just happened to go to an exhibit in Manhattan by Doctors Without Borders. And the exhibit is called Force From Home. And it's all about the 65.3 million displaced people on this planet, whether it's through war, religion, um, famine, what, whatever, however they got displaced. And just here in the background of Doctors Without Borders, I said, wow, I would help this organization. Because one of the things that they hold dear is to their heart, they do not take contributions from government and from pharmaceuticals. And they say the reason they don't do that is because when you get involved with pharmaceuticals and big corporations and government, they want to control how the money gets distributed and they don't want that. So most of their donation come from people like you and I and then from other companies and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about tonight. And that's exactly how I feel we should move away from that. Here's a wonderful organization that started out in the 70s that are helping people around the world. They got 70 countries they're in. And they go in and they, the doctors get paid and the helpers, it's not just doctors, the guy that actually did my tour is a nurse. All the helpers, they got financial helpers and so on and so forth. They get a, a stipend to live on. And then they live out in, in the areas with the people that are displaced. So they're living in tents. We even get to be part of the demonstration to be in the boat and be part of, you know, demonstration to grab, you know, if I had five minutes to leave, what are the five things I would grab and get in the boat and, and participate in it. And I tell you, it's a little nerve wracking because you don't know what to take. You don't, you know, the first thing I'm thinking, I have three children, you know, and 
Um, it's funny because I saw a lady grab a picture of a motorcycle. I'm like, wow, she must not have children that she grabbed the picture of a motorcycle, but I'm not being judgmental of her. That's what she grabbed, you know, and to get in the boat and to sit there and you don't know where you're going. There's no life vest. There's no food. There's no water. And this is the organization that go in and live on the ground, just like how the people live on the ground. And the guy was showing us the tents that the people live in. And he said, when they got upgraded to a bigger tent, it was like a luxury suite. And you should see the tent is, you know, it's a tent on a, on a ground, like you, like you, you would imagine. And I was just amazed at how, you know, he he does this nine months out of the years. He's been doing it for um, 13 years and how it fills his heart to go in and help personally and how most of the money, majority of the money that comes in is helping the people and helping the helpers live and help and help the people. That's just an amazing organization. I've heard of them before. I didn't, I know more about them today, but to me, that's a different type of, of, of a way to give. If there's a natural disaster, we, we hear all the time, you know, about Hurricane Katrina and the, the earthquake in Haiti and all the, they, they, these places are not being rebuilt because of, and all this money that we gave, why not go there yourself and build five houses? with the $10 million, those places like Haiti, a house is not a million dollars. It doesn't cost that much. Why not take a trip yourself and say, okay, I'm going to build five houses for someone. And you're certain that they're getting help. If so many of us did that, we can rebuild that country. We can rebuild New Orleans. You know, I remember when Katrina happened, one of the things I learned because I wanted to give, but I, I refused to give to the Red Cross and everybody else. Someone said to me, um, they're putting together a truck, buy stuff to put on the truck and we're driving down there. I didn't go, of course, I didn't go, but I did that so they could take the things directly into Louisiana, you know? Or give another thing you could do is give to a local church, a local community, something in the community local there that will distribute the money. And you know, majority of it does go to that community. I learned years and years ago that um, when you send money in to an organization, they decide they distribute the money however they please. So if you sent money in to, for instance, Katrina and a small business in and a business in New York need money, they decide where your money goes. So they could send it to that business versus Katrina. And that was upsetting to me because if I send money for Katrina or for the 9-11 victims, that's where I want the money to go. I don't want you to distribute my money accordingly. So we should get back to individually helping, you know. Another way we can do, uh, we can help locally. There's a lot of people in the winter, for the states that have winter, that are without electricity. They can't afford it. And there are states, I know in New Jersey is one of them, that have funds set up that you can give to that fund 
And the people that are having a problem paying their electricity will get help. You could give to the local electric company and they do that. You know, um, and you could do it right online. You could call in and ask how much money is in the fund. They would even tell you. And they'll even tell you, you know, we're short this much because, you know, they could say, well, over the years, this is the amount of people we know will come and ask for help. And this is what the amount of money we'll need. And this is what we have to help locally, help local business. Because when you help a local business, you, you're helping the community. You're building that community. So I like to give to local organizations. I like to give individually. I also have a great interest in, in dogs. <laughs> Everybody have their own animal. Some people don't really care about animals. Some, you know, some people are into elephants and, and chimps and stuff like that. But I love dogs. And I watch a lot of um, things on YouTube, organization that help animals. And one of the organization I love to watch is called Animal Aid in India. And you can YouTube that and see how these people will use, will, will go out and get a stray dog that's hurt, starving, and help them. That's an organization that I will help. And you can go and volunteer too. So you go and volunteer and bring your money and help them. You see what they're doing right there. You know, there's another one I like to watch in Gambia. I don't know why this interests me so much, but in Gambia, in the, um, the, a lot of the dogs have a, um, a, uh, they have a lot of worms, mango worms, they call them, it has nothing to do with the mango tree tree. And, it has to be squeezed out and the doctor will do that. Um, a lot of the people there are poor, so they can't afford to buy whatever it needs so the dog doesn't catch these mango worms. And I would love to go and help that. I know that sounds disgusting. I don't know why I'm so into that. But I would love to go and and help and meantime share some of the wealth I have to build up the clinic. And a lot of times he needs Antibi you know, antibiotics for the dogs so they don't um, get the, the worms again, you know. And so why not go and, 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 and do that and you can partake and participate. And remember, it's, it's being part of the experience. It's being part of the connection with others and, and, and so on. And so you will feel so much better when you are involved so much better when you are involved versus handing it off the responsibility to someone else. You have the $10 million. You can travel. You can go. There's this, a guy in Thailand I was watching. He feeds over like 80 dogs a day, three times a day. I was watching and I was laughing because the dogs are stray homeless dogs and they are not skinny dogs, right? They are hefty and because he, he feeds them. Three times a day, you know, 
Wasn't it nice to go drive alongside with him and help him get the food together and you can bring whatever and go out with him and have this experience of helping and healing the planet? I guarantee you, you will feel purposeful. You will feel joyous. You will feel happy because you can always go back home and live in your luxury home. But for a moment, go out and have the experience of giving, direct giving. Awareness, awareness. I would love for to help bring awareness about animals and how and about animal cruelty and how to treat them. I'm from the island of Jamaica, and I tell you honestly. They're not very aware about about dogs and they don't treat them that well. I would love, you know, to go to my country to help the vets to give so they can help the stray animal dogs because that's my thing, dogs. And also part of that is to raise awareness on the island. I would love to bring in children to come in and be with the animals so they understand how precious they are. You know, for them to, a lot, a lot of homes don't have, they have dogs, but the dogs are outside and they're treated, you know, separately, not like a part of the family like here in America. Let the kids be involved with the, with the animal. So then they could go home and they too can spread this awareness in their home, in the in the community, I would love to have a program like that. Bring them in to play with and and help heal the dogs. Give them information. Tell them what if they see a stray dog to call, so we could come and get it, and they can see the process of what is you know what the the vets and the aides do to to help the animal. You know inform them, educate them so they can inform and educate their family and friends. I will build awareness on my island with that because when it comes to animals, they're very, very unaware of what they're doing. What is it you would bring awareness to? You know, what, what would you, who would you like to help? Who in your past that has helped you when you were struggling? And if they're not alive, it's for you to just pay it forward. How would you do that? How about a family that can't afford a college for a child. How about helping out in that way? Because when you help that child, is a person that will learn to help themselves and go out now and help others. That's another thing I, I uh, that I have on my list. Young people, I love young people. I love, love young people, young adults. They're so amazing and smart and full of ideas and creative.
Why not give a child an opportunity to have a bright future? So, so those are some of the things I came up with um, that I would love to do, you know, and who I would help personally and charities I will support. Once again, I don't support, I wouldn't support a large corporation. I would support individually small organizations. Go there. They want, they like volunteers. Go and help. You know, it would touch your heart to feed a child. It would touch your heart to feed a homeless person. Get involved in their story. Get involved in their life. Get involved on this planet. We keep saying we want this place to be a better place. We want peace. We want that. But we can't have any of that if we are not involved, if we allow others to do what we're supposed to do. All right? So I hope this is, has expanded your area of awareness when it comes to money and purpose and what will make you happy because it's part of our purpose to help others and to heal the planet. It will make us happier when we do that as well. I hope you will you think more about charities and how you would, who would you will give and local businesses and your community and how you will build awareness in what area. So I'd like to say thank you for listening. And this show, as always, is to remind you of your greatness. And your greatness is also about helping others. So have a very good night. Thank you.